0: The trenches every day cause I stay on my grind. If they hate the hell make 'cause they won't stop my shine. See me running to that money, I
1: just won't mine. No, I don't waste no time. No, I don't waste no time. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa I don't waste no time. Whoa, Welcome whoa, whoa, back in the Feed Your Brain Podcast. My name is Max, and I have a very, very special guest in the podcast today. It's Claude Silver, sheet harv chief heart of Sorf in Vayner Media. Um Really taking care of culture, really building up culture at VaynerMedia. A lot of people know, of course, Gary and his videos. And a lot of people are amazed in Europe how Vayner is really exploding or emerging in culture. And uh, especially since it's growing so fast. And we now have the leading person behind the company who is really building up that culture with with Gary together, of course. And um I, I once saw a video where Gary said that you are the most important employee for him because culture is important for him, culture is important for you and somehow you guys um, bring it together and um, lead it up to the whole com- uh, company and um, I, I've been following you on Instagram and I can really feel the love that you are somehow bring to the people and I, I was just amazed by it. I, I love it and um, after we had Steve Babcock, the the, the creative genius behind Vayner, uh, in the podcast, which was amazing. Um, it feels great to have you on here as well. Welcome to Thank the you. podcast, uh, Claude. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Feed your brain. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> to get ready to get fed.
0: <laughs> Let's see if you feed the people or we feed you. Let's. <laughs> so cool. you're you're sitting in New
1: York, probably, right? Yeah, I'm in our New York office. It's Friday. Summer day, gorgeous, and um, yeah, ready to roll. I've been looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Nice. How's the uh, how's the culture at, on Fridays? Do you have uh, different? Do you have certain like topics on Fridays that make Vena special on Fridays, or is it just like a normal work day?
1: It's a normal work day. I think because it's summertime, everyone's kind of jonesing to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I think people for the most part really enjoy being here, and um, they're cranking it feels good. It's, there's a good vibe. Last night, uh, Gary had his, um, his sneaker launch.
0: Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Actually, I actually have the sneakers on way. Wait, oh. uh, there you go. <laughs>
1: nice. Of course. Right. Files and dirt. <laughs> so right. some of us went there and so, you know, we might be a little bit, a bit groggy up here, but um, it was a cool party. Really, really stoked for him. And uh, I love, I just, I love what I love what he's brought into VaynerMedia, even even more than the average advertising agency, because he's so he's so culturally relevant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He brings another level of excitement to us that I think other agencies just don't quite feel because there's there's no one at the top that is as avant garde and you know in it as he is.
0: Right, right, and of course you are somehow a big part of, of him of, as well. I mean, if you wouldn't be the, 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 the culture part and um, he couldn't be it, I mean, he has different stuff to do as well and he somehow gives you the mission to uh, maintain the culture, right?
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think he's, he's such an HR person. Like he's such a heart guy and uh, and so am I. And so it's just, you know, it's a really awesome pair. Mm -hmm. And he's here today. And I just like have seen him in a couple of rooms having one-on-ones with people. And it makes me so happy because that energy that he gives someone in five minutes is just, it's worth, you know, five months of inspiration.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I I talked a lot about with uh, Steve as well, even though we talked a lot about creativity, but of course... Um, the 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 distribution of like interesting or interest in other people is quite rare to him, and I think you you got the same the same elements um, that that make you an important part, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel very fortunate that he and I ever met, which was mm-hmm. in two thousand thirteen. Okay, because you know I've always been me, and this is who I am. But right. meeting you know meeting my other half, meeting my brother, um, it it that much more enables me to just be me to the nth degree Mm -hmm. because here's a place that really welcomes my vibe and my energy and my heart. Mm -hmm. And so it allows me to just triple, triple down on, on being all heart focused and culture focused and people focused.
2: Right. So,
1: you know, had, had we not met, I still would be me, but it's just that much more fun to do it here.
0: Yeah. How did, how did you meet actually? I mean, you have been at Publicis before, which is also a huge agency. I mean, as far as I know, you worked for, the, or you were the head of strategy and digital, which somehow appears to be a little further away from culture, uh, maybe <laughs> than the position you have now. So how did it all come together? I mean, how, how did you end up being a CHO of Vayner?
1: Yeah. Well, we met, uh, one of my best friends introduced us when I was living in London at Publi- uh, working at Publicis London. Right. She introduced us on an email. And then I came to New York and we met for half an hour and it was just like, okay, there's something there. And we kept (laughs) chatting and chatting. And sure enough, I I eventually accepted a job at VaynerMedia New York, Mm -hmm. moved here, and uh, I started doing something different here. We didn't have um, an HR department or a culture department or anyone really like looking after people other than Gary. And um, it was very apparent, I think early on as he Mm -hmm. and I would start to chat that we wanted the same thing here. Like I didn't really, you know, I didn't, it's not that I don't care about advertising. I had done it for so long and there's more people that care about advertising that probably that care then care about what I do. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, that's it. You're going to be chief heart officer. I mean, it happened over a span of time and and conversations, but it was, it was just like, Uh, I love the people here. I really feel like I'm engaged with what, what this agency does today, but more than that, where we want to go tomorrow. And, um, and so it was just a match made in heaven. And, uh, and then we, I said to him, you know, how do we know if I'm successful? Mm -hmm. And he said, you're going to touch every single employee and infuse the agency with empathy. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's roll. Let's roll up my sleeves and, Let's let's hit it. So, that's what I do every single day. I I speak to many many people. I have enormous amounts of one on ones, and then I touch base with different leaders and and really do my best to get um, to feel the vibe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the vibe of the culture and the texture of the culture, and um, and then make make moves as need to be. Right. And you know, perfect example, Max. Real time example, like literally happen. Two seconds before you and I started, <laughs> uh, I found out that this, this uh, very, very nice restaurant here in town wants to give away a free lunch, uh, free lunches today.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they wrote me and they said, do you have any teams that want a free lunch? And I said, I know of this one creative team that's been in the trenches for like two weeks, just like into, you know, late nights and whatnot. Boom. And now they have a free lunch. Which is like, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. And I wouldn't have known that Mm -hmm. had I not spoken to a couple of the creative members yesterday and today.
0: Right. So you really felt, okay, maybe they need a free lunch now. They need something to get them distracted from the everyday work they have.
1: Yeah, something. They needed something. And it just so happens to come in the the package of a free lunch. It would have, whatever, it it just, it, it could have been something different. It could have been ice cream. It could have been a day off when they finished this, but it was so in the moment serendipity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, for us, speed is everything.
2: Right.
1: Speed, speed, speed. And so that was like, boom, boom, boom. Great. I Go. know they're going to feel really, they're going to feel very uh, acknowledged and recognized. And that is all heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I right. feel, I yeah, feel good about that. I don't feel like, um, it's cheap and cheerful. I feel like it's really coming from a place of, yeah, you guys have been crushing it. Let's thank you. Thank you for crushing it.
0: Right, but that's I I, I love it. I mean, uh, you mentioned a couple of words that I I really liked, which is empathy, heart, um, really feeling how other people feel. So it seems to be that you need to listen more than you speak. Yeah. Um, um, which 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 is amazing. I mean, it, it, I can totally see how people are um how influenced by 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 the work you do and 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 it's obvious i mean if you see how fast the company is moving and if you see how the culture still stays the same there needs to be a person who somehow stays behind all all the movement um still how i mean culture is still as you are as you talk to gary as well about it culture seems to be quite a topic that is not clear like you don't have certain kpis for culture right i mean it's something <laughs> that is more in the clouds than maybe in the dirt and it's somehow of course uh, um something in 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 the mix but how how does it how does it all happen with the leading people i mean you also have a chief financial officer of, who of course has an eye on all, all the financial topics and they need to hit certain maybe ground breaks to to make the next year more or less and how does how does culture fit into the whole leadership team how, how does that how, how can we imagine that
1: yeah so the way I look at it is you know you mentioned cultures in the clouds kind of right. the way I mention it funny enough is clouds and dirt because
2: mm-hmm.
1: the culture you know Gary blesses the culture from here right. from the clouds he and me and everyone else is nurturing the culture from the soil got it every single human being here, let's just say as a flower, let's just use that metaphor. Uh So we're watering the garden every day. We're tilling the soil every day. We have to touch and feel and listen and take action with every single person. So to put it really simply, there is no culture. If it's just here, Mm -hmm. culture exists from the ground up. And so, the culture here is the first and foremost thing you don't have uh, financial returns without a positive culture. Mm -hmm. You don't have happy people here that want to, you know, grind until 9.00 PM at night without a culture that supports them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, you don't have sustainability on a global level without a culture that runs through it. So, for me, it is really difficult to measure, and that's why I think Gary and myself are very hands-on, mm-hmm. because as I said already, we need to feel it. And you once once you feel someone else, and that's empathy, then you get more of a sense of like, okay, how are we doing here? Like, how how are we doing? Is this a culture that is based around joy or is it based around fear?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I touch it; it's based around joy. It's right. a, this is a, you know, and so. Um, I'm on the offense. My job is people. My job is to work for people. So, like, give it to me, and I will be there. Like, I'm offense. Our CFO, who's an amazing guy, he's defense. Mm-hmm. He's trying to. He's trying to, you know, save us money. He's trying to keep us in line in our targets and our, you know, projections and all of that stuff. And I'm doing the same, but we're making the people satisfied. Seeing. And happy so that they will bring us the returns, you know, so that they will service those clients. And at the end of the day, so they will touch the hearts and minds of the consumers.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's really a mix of bringing defense and offense together, right? I mean, of course, Gary is 300% offense. You seem to be 300% offense, but there is someone in the back, I would say, who also considers defense as an important part of the culture or as an important part of the company. And then you bring all values together and that makes the company great, right? I mean, saving money, but also bringing culture forward, having a CEO who also brings the mission forward uh, together with the team that's around him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have to have everything. I think in today's day and age, especially with the population that we have, which is primarily millennials, Mm-hmm. You need to be giving people what it is that, they're, that they need to, um, to thrive, not just survive. Mm-hmm. Surviving, that's, that should, that's easy. Right. But to thrive and to grow and to feel like this is a place that is going to give me opportunity. It's going to give me life skills. It's, it's going to give me hard skills. It's gonna give me connection and a sense of belonging and I will achieve something. That's what people want.
0: Right, right. And what do you think? Where does it start? I mean, culture if it needs to start somewhere. Of course, there's a CEO who when he started the company, he already had culture in his blood, like nobody else, probably. And you can feel that through his videos. You can feel I I felt it through Steve who was in the podcast. I can feel the same thing now with you. Um, it feels very, very special, of course, if you have a if you have a CEO who leads culture in a different way. But let's say there is a company who maybe has a CEO or they have a founder culture, but he doesn't really know or she doesn't know where where to start with culture. What do you, what would you explain or how, how would you explain it? Or how would you recommend somebody to really have that soil that you explain um, to bring up the culture to the dirt uh, to the clouds? Let's say.
1: Yeah. So the first thing I would say immediately is to listen.
2: Okay, great.
1: Bring people in, whether or not you bring them in a a town hall, you bring a lot of people together and you give them an open mic and they talk to you, or you bring them in an office one-on-one. You have to listen to the people and they will tell you things. And as you start listening and you collect information, you'll recognize patterns. Now, once Mm -hmm. you have patterns... You can act. You're like, oh, I've heard this now, not from one, two, three people. I've heard it from 10 people. Let's go. So um, culture to me isn't, you know, it's not free beer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not <laughs> ping pong tables, you know, and it's not um, just, uh, it's it's not giving away things for free. Culture is enabling people to be their best. And that takes that, that, that takes leadership listening to them mm-hmm. and responding to them with what it is they're asking for in a, in a relationship. It's about, this is a relationship. So that's the first thing I would say. And then I would also say, then start to just make waves. You know, I always say, have the audacity to speak up and say, you know what? I have an idea. Let's do it differently today. Right. Let's try something new today. That other way, it's stale. We've already done that. Let's do something new. Break some, you know, break it a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So actually and, and, so what, you watch patterns and then make patterns and then also break patterns again to have a new cycle, right?
1: Yeah, totally. And that's the thing, I think that's the one of the wonderful things about Gary and working for someone like Gary is that he's always making and breaking and mm-hmm. recreating, making, breaking, recreating. And so that, you know, if that's our leader, then that gives us a lot. The ethos is right there to not be afraid to do things differently. You know, he's not a micromanager. No one's looking at you being like, pop, 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 pop. We give people so much possibility here because we want them to come in and bring their own creative ideas and bring their own strategy in here and, and like, I, I want the people that come to work to be as stoked as they are on the weekends when they're playing soccer
2: mm-hmm.
1: as they are. You know, I want them to bring that energy into work. Right. You know, I want them to bring that creativity when they decide to go to the movies or they decide to go to the, the, the gallery over the weekend, bring that into work, that right. same energy. Because guess what? It's contagious.
0: Right. And what, what you can feel at Boehner's, I mean, uh, I, I got in touch a little with with Tyler and um, D-Rock, of course, and you, apparently you can see that they are still friends on the weekends, right? They work yeah. together 24-7, but on the weekends they also hang out. And it seems like it, the company and working and, and free time doesn't seem to be a big thing because people are enjoying being at work and being with friends and being with people that they don't know to get them to get just to talk to other people and really seems to be a culture where exchanging and friendship building is uh, priority number one right
1: yeah and it it actually we don't we don't enforce it it happens organically Mm -hmm. that's that's just killer
0: Right, right, I think that's that's something that a lot of German companies fail at the moment because they try to really push culture in a, in a certain way, but don't reverse engineer and say, "Okay, what are the, exactly what you actually said what are what do the people want, and how can we serve the people? How can we do something for them And it's always here, especially in Germany, a lot of companies are going the wrong way, as I suppose mm. so yeah,
1: yeah, I think just to sum that up, I think there's a difference between fear and mm-hmm. fear-based companies doing things that you think the people want rather than being on the offense, listening, and then attacking it that way. Right. You know, from if you're in, a, if you're in an ivory tower, you're never mm-hmm. going to know what the people want.
2: Right. But if right.
1: you're in the soil, easy.
0: Right. And you need to be in, on the daily, uh, daily grind more or less, right? Yeah. You need to really feel what the people are working on yeah
1: i got I have to walk around here, and I have to talk to people, and I have to you know listen to what kind of music is in the bathroom and see what's happening for lunch and go to the other offices and you know see if people are going and you know starting their day with a yoga class together and look at how they're talking with one another across the aisles, and you know like got to just I want I, I need to feel it, and that's how we know.
0: How do you, how do you, how do you make that happen? Because I think there are certain people who also would love to be a chief hard office of a company, but maybe the acceptance of the employees is not there totally. I mean, of course, American culture is a little more um, freedom, a little more uh, mind expressing than maybe uh, German culture is from my heart, uh, what I think, but. How do you how do you make it happen that people really trust you that people tell you stories about maybe their private life? How do you how do you make the transition from okay, you are a foreigner at first and you are a friend after the meeting more or less?
1: Yeah. So I really think the the only way I can answer that question is either either you really give a shit about people or you don't. I mean, <laughs> sorry for sorry for the language, but <laughs> No worries, it's cool. <laughs> e- either you Either you really care about people and, or you don't, you're either self-aware enough to know you're not the only human being Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and, uh, and you're not selfish. And so you want to be a giver and be a generous person and come from the heart or you don't. And so, you know, I started by saying to you, you know, I, I, I worked as a strategist in other agencies Mm But I was always myself. I didn't all right. of a sudden become chief heart officer and I started to give a shit about people.
2: <laughs> right.
1: I always have. So right. I would still be doing me even if my title was, was post officer. If mm-hmm. I was a male, if I was, if, I was, if I was working in the post office, I would still be Claude.
0: Right.
1: If I was bagging groceries at the market, I'd still be a chief heart officer. Right. Because that's my nature. So the thing is, is many people now, you know, they see HR, human resources, as the police.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: as the people that only, like, issue you your paycheck and your your benefit, or they fire you. And that's right. just such a misconception. But but we've been programmed to think that, oh, HR, would just like, they're like robots. You know, they don't feel, they don't think, they just do serve, serve, serve. And that's not it. We're here to, uh, to encourage employees to, um, to be their best selves and to be human and to, um, and to engage with life, Mm -hmm. not just, not just work, you know? So, uh, anyway, you asked me, how do people become a chief heart officer and, and how in, and, you know, in Germany we're this way and maybe, The America were a little bit more liberal, which is true. Right. Um, But, you know, either you have it or you don't have it. And my belief Mm. is that more people have it than they think they do.
0: It's so, it's more about like getting to know yourself uh, and really understanding that you are maybe a culture person. But of course, you have surroundings that tell you maybe, okay, culture is something that we at first don't want to get too much into detail because of like spirituality and um, the different topics that people are sometimes feared of. Do you think it's really believing or really understanding one's first before you actually can act as a chief art officer?
1: Well, that certainly helps. Okay. (coughs) Because because when i 'm when i 'm listening to people i 'm not thinking what I need to do later on today, or i 'm not thinking like oh man you 're really boring me I think like <laughs> <laughs> i 'm thinking, how can I best serve you?" <laughs> but right. I know that about myself now you know mm-hmm. i know I know that life is not just about me I know that i 'm put on this i 'm put on the earth to be of service to people so uh, and you have,
0: le- you have le- probably learned that over time right it 's not something that was given to you from day one. Of course, you have the, the claw that you are and that you are expressing. Of course, that has been there forever, but really understanding yeah. that you are the claw that you are has probably emerged over time, right?
1: Yeah, it's an evolution. It's a, I, I've matured.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: my hope, my hope, and I think your hope, would be that everyone in life has the opportunity, opportunity to evolve themselves right. and become uh, more aware of surroundings and that we need each other. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, no, no such thing as one,
2: right?
1: You know, I mean, we're we're in a community together. Whether or not you're in a community that is called a family,
2: mm-hmm. a
1: community of friends, of a football team, of a work environment, we're in community. We need one another. So, uh, h- how do you how do you reach out to another person? Well, you um, you realize like. They have the same feelings and emotions you do too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So just get real, get right. real. You know, it I know always, it sounds so common sense. I, I know I, I, you know, I speak in these words that, that make it feel, you know, it, for me, it really is common sense. And I recognize that it's not for everyone. And my hope is that, you know, in the next five or 10 years, you're having you're having so many conversations with people that are doing things like this because it's become more of the norm, mm-hmm. you know, that's my, that would be my hope.
2: Right.
0: Right. Totally, totally makes sense. I mean, uh, you can, you can see me smiling through the whole interview, which means that uh, <laughs> you actually transport the, or you can really deliver the 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 vision and, uh, and and the dirts that you have in in, in your mind I think it, it's it's amazing it's amazing to listen it reminds me a little bit of um, Robin Sharma and uh, his book The Leader who Ho- had no title I guess Um ah, I don't was, know it yeah it's also it's also a book about like leadership and how people don't have leadership roles but they should serve as a person for other people
1: yeah that's so, it <laughs> <laughs> that that like is yeah that makes me happy.
0: <laughs> so I maybe read something that is close to to how you think, which is which is cool. Um, yeah. What what people ask me also before, I mean, I already talked to you in the pre to pre talk that a lot of people were actually asking questions since they heard that you were on the show. Uh, one question that they ask is how, like, what is actually required from a perspective to have a culture building process? So what is what do you when you came to Vayner? Of course, you had Gary, who you experience and you know that he cares about culture were there other things that you said, okay, they are important for me as a person to build and maintain the culture that I want to have in Vayner. Is there something else besides the CEO that of course is important?
1: Yeah. So I scale Gary mm-hmm. and then I've had to create culture champions to scale me. So mm-hmm. how do you do that? Again, it's all about spending time with people mm-hmm. and, and, Allowing people to, A, understand what our DNA is, Mm -hmm. what's in our veins, you know, and to start to express that with their own individuality, but keeping the same theme of our Mm -hmm. DNA. So, Mm -hmm. for example, the way you express uh, hustle Mm
2: -hmm. might
1: be different than the way I express hustle, but the theme is still the same. We know that hustle is like, being on your toes, ready to dive in, mm-hmm. um, you know, not being afraid to catch the ball and run. Right. The way it manifests for you is going to look like Max does it. The way it manifests for Claude is going to, but it's still the same essence of hustle. hmm
2: You
1: know, or for example, the same essence of um, uh, collaboration, working right. with others, you know? So uh, we try to, I try to, to educate people on what our values are mm-hmm. so that they can, they can carry the culture because we're, you know, we're Vayner media is around 600 people. Vayner X, which mm-hmm. is now pure and Vayner sports and all this other stuff is over 800 mm-hmm. people wow. expanding all the time. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, you need people who can speak the language, right. speak speak the cultural language you know the you know what the word culture you know where, where it comes from i don't know <laughs> well it comes from the latin word of that's cultura. cultura c-u-l yeah cultura c-u-l-t-u-r-a
0: i learned latin in school so i can okay. remember a little bit <laughs> you know,
1: so cultura means the cultivation of the soul wow like that's the, the cultivation of the soul So the soul here is the company Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and the soul here is 800 people. And how are we constantly look, you know, like I said, it's like a flower. It's in the soil. How are we we cultivating that, weeding it, taking away all of the unnecessary things Mm -hmm. so that the culture can grow, so that the human beings can grow. Right, cultivation of a human being. That's what we're doing here, by way of, uh, you know, the, the by by way of housing all of these human beings in a company.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, I mean, it's fascinating, and it is really like esoteric for me sometimes. So, I recognize, uh, I go off in in the esoteric uh, metaphor land, but
0: no, I love it. I mean, that's exactly I think what culture is about. It's a little more than just one or two sentences is really about describing how a person and how a company feels like. I mean, that's, I think, what what culture yeah. is about. What, what I think is interesting here, because um, it just came to my mind, is, of course, Vayner are 600 employees, but maybe for all the people that don't know, uh, Vayner, I think, has four or five different locations, uh, London, uh, and th- I think three or four different uh, locations in, in, in the United States. So, you are not... Only on one point, but you also have cultures from different countries, from different heritages, from different family backgrounds. So there's a lot that you need to somehow bring together to one culture. Is there therefore a certain like person that you look for when you hire a person or when Gary hires a person for his team? Is there really something that you guys are looking for? Is it values or how do you, how do you look for people? Is it values, skills, organizational thinking? What's important for you then?
1: Yeah. So we used to just look for culture fit. Okay. So like, oh, Max, you like Pearl Jam? I like Pearl Jam. Cool, you're Mm -hmm. hired. (laughs) Or like, rock on. You like to surf? I like to surf. You're hired.
2: Right.
1: Okay. That gave us some great people, but it also gave us the same people.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now we hire for skill set fit and culture addition. Got it. So now it might be, oh, yeah. Max totally knows how to um, code for Facebook and Instagram, or Max totally knows how to um, make documentaries with a video camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he may not like Pearl Jam, but he might like classic rock. <laughs> All right, cool. So the, the point, the point is, is, as we've grown and we've, we've become more specialized in what it is we do, we need mm-hmm. more specialized um, uh, employees. Right. Candidates, but what we're looking for is people that have values in the same in the same postal code.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Meaning, again, what hustle looks like to you is going to look it's going to look similar to me. It's not going to be identical,
2: right?
1: And that way, you're, if we go back to that flower metaphor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're both flowers. We're both roses. Yours is yellow. Mine is red.
2: Right.
1: We're both yeah. in the same. Family, but we are different.
0: That's that's an amazing metaphor. I've never heard that before. So uh, from that point, it's also great to hear a different perspective on on how people can come together. I I love it. Uh, Like I I just imagine. Okay, like do you think it's it's a mistake that you beforehand just went for cultural fit, or do you think it was a good decision that you said, okay, first let's say four hundred employees we only focus on to fit and now in the last for 200 for the 200 employees that we have now we focus on different stuff as well
1: no it was great it was okay. it was great because it sped us it got us to where we needed to be very quickly it okay. got us to a culture that is grounded in love and grounded in um it, it being uh, being the bigger person and grounded in self-awareness and courage mm-hmm. and compassion it got us there quick That's cool. Then we can add on all of these other things because, again, our baseline just rocks. It stays
0: the same, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, when people leave here, the one thing they always say is, man, I love this culture. Mm -hmm. I love the people. And when people leave and they want to come back, they always write me and Gary and it says, I really miss the culture. I didn't realize how good I had it.
2: Mm. So it's, I that's
1: biggest compliment in the world.
0: Right. I mean, if people like exactly in the discussion we have now in the world where people really care about where they work and how they work and which with which people they work, I mean, the discussion gets bigger and bigger. And there are less and less companies who actually can still fulfill people's dreams of having a workplace where you would love to work. And it's more or less the startup's. Who somehow maybe give people the chance to experience themselves in a the culture that they love, but especially bigger companies, um, which we of course have in Germany as well, they have problems with that because they have a the culture from which is from the soil completely different uh, than maybe Vayner has built it up over the time. So I, I love I love what what you just said, how people really need to to bring in, and re- you really have that baseline that covers the whole company throughout. Um, I, I love it.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: How's, how's, uh, how's that whole thing organized? I mean, you, at the beginning, I just love how the circle now comes together, which I just realized, but, uh, you, at the beginning, you talked about, okay, you go doing lunch breaks, you go through, uh, the hallway and you say hi to people and you see what they're talking about. Then you organize lunch meetings for people, um, that, that are working really extremely hard at the moment. Are there other routines that you do on a, let's say, weekly basis, on a daily basis, on a monthly basis? Of course, you talk to a lot of people, but is there something else that helps you routine-wise to build the culture and to really maintain the culture that you have? Is there something that you want to share to other people that love to work in the cultural topics?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I've never actually been asked that question, (laughs) which is awesome. So, yes. Um, So, um, the one thing that I think is really unique is that monthly I will pull together random people Mm -hmm. and I will have um, what I call a town hall. And I'm pulling together specifically people that have been here for eight years, five years, three months, people that are in the creative department, um, the finance department, the paid media department. I will pull together people that don't know each other because for me, the most fun is to watch people get to know each other And <laughs> so imagine. I do that uh, once a month. I do it a few times but once a month
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, I usually open it up I do some uh, I should say I open it up for questions but I have to start. I have to give them something. And so I usually write on the walk uh, on the whiteboard, um some coaching methodologies uh, methodologies that I use when I do mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching and then you can see people's eyes come to life when I'm talk I start talking about purpose mm-hmm. and I start talking about um achievement and fulfillment and then we start going into like hey Bobby, hey Sue, are you you know, hey Frank, do you, you know, do you feel like you're you really know what your purpose is and do you really know what You know, are you achieving things? And for me, it gets us all into a a very safe space, I would hope, safe, Mm -hmm. a brave, courageous space to be vulnerable with one another. When you can be real, you're in a, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop you. I'm going to hold you. So you know that. I'm going to hold you. And we've created an environment in this room that we're going to hold you. And so we can start to have some brave conversations because mm-hmm. it's not all, it's not all peaches and cream. It's not all roses every day. This is life on life's terms. You know, we're mm-hmm. humans. Right. So I want to bring that to the forefront, which is as much as I'm talking about culture and it rocks, mm-hmm. there are days and there are moments where it's like, Oh God, that was a, that was a hard day. You know, or wow, that was really tough when you know you terminated my my writing partner. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. So right. uh, that's what I do. Those are on. I just call them courageous conversations, mm-hmm. and that's what they are. And so I do that multiple times, once a month.
0: Right, bring people together and um, really learning them, yeah, or really getting them to meet each other. Right, I mean, I, uh, and, and learning, yeah, from and the, uh, learning from the experiences there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and being, you know, feeling safe.
2: Right, right. Feeling is- like
1: it's okay. Like, look, I, I'm a human being too. Mm-hmm. And I have feelings too. And so, like, don't they? Yeah, they do. I'm going to smell my candle because it smells <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> well what, what smell is it? Uh,
1: It is, I think it's like vanilla-esque, vanilla-y. I, I have candles in here. And, um, I, you know, I don't have a desk in my room.
0: You don't? Oh, are you nope. just sitting on a chair now?
1: Yeah. I just have it set up with four chairs, five chairs <laughs> in a circle.
0: Oh, okay. So you're okay. When you have a meeting, you just have a circle and people can talk to each other or instead of, yeah. okay, then. that's interesting because Gary has a table, right?
1: He has a table. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think he also has a table cause he's got equipment he's got to put on the table. Uh, But, yeah, for me, I just, you know, I have this magnificent view of the Empire State Building and Freedom Tower and the water. And when people come in here, they always say, wow, it feels so zen in here or it feels so relaxing or peaceful. And I I want it to feel good. I want it to feel like you can come in here and we can talk about your mom that's sick. Mm So my last conversation, someone's mom is really sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone got engaged. Someone could tell me that they've been working, you know, 70 hours a week. Someone can tell, you know, mm-hmm. I want people to be able to be real and feel like it's okay.
0: Right. Right. And really having also from a room point, uh, something that is safe and feels um, trustful, right? And it's uh, that's a good point that it's not, it's more than just the person that's sitting next to you. Uh, it's also the the room or the environment that you're also living in. I mean, I feel a little sad oh. now that we are doing it online. Maybe we should do an offline session uh, again.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. But I mean, it's really, it's really an incredible place. And even if, even if I didn't have this view and even if I didn't, I would still have a, have a, um, uh, a circle i would still not have a desk in the room
0: mm-hmm. that's it's yeah. so interesting i've never heard that i think before and i've I've worked in different yeah. companies as well even though i'm still studying but um i've never seen a circle in a meeting room i mean that's that's very interesting
1: yeah i i want to i think i need to write a medium piece like an article on why i don't have a desk here
0: Please, I will definitely share it.
1: Okay. 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 I will.
0: <laughs> Credits to the interview.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Way to go, Max.
0: <laughs> One thing that I, I also got asked, which I also find it super interesting I covered it a little with Steve but not into so much detail which is that Vayner see or it, it's of course Gary who is showing that in the videos he seems to be insanely productive I, I sometimes really don't understand how you can be that productive in 15 minute meetings Um, I've tried it in different occasions also to see if 15 minutes work for me it seems to be really difficult and he seems to be extremely productive on the one hand and on the other side, you really seem to be a human-centered company or a human-oriented company. And I, I really don't understand how that's possible to be insanely productive, have quick meetings, but still have the per- person in mind. Maybe you can deep dive a little here how that is possible to be insanely productive and do the other part.
1: Well, yeah. It's all about being present mm-hmm. when you're with someone, being completely present and listening. And collecting information. Mm-hmm. That's, that is what it is. I mean, so if you're present and you're, act, you're really actively listening to someone,
2: mm-hmm. meaning
1: I'm not thinking about what I need to do at the grocery store later. or I'm not thinking like, oh, man, I should have written that email a little bit differently. But you're just here mm-hmm. in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Your time is well spent.
2: Right.
1: Because then you're a sponge. And then you are listening or you're asking questions and, uh, you're taking all of this information and he has the ability just like I do to store that information someplace to either when I need it
2: mm-hmm.
1: to act on, or when I'm looking again, back for those patterns. Right. But the thing with Gary, and I think the thing that makes us really efficient here is the time management,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: ability to squeeze the most out of five minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, and have help managing time,
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: Tyler and Alex who are managing his calendar all day. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of that's a lot of moving parts,
2: right.
1: you know. I have someone that manages my calendar all day. Like
0: hi Julia. <laughs>
1: so yeah, hi yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so those those minutes are really really important because they're they're so full of meaning.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you look for in time management? Is there something that like time management also is something is there like a tactic that you want to share that is important to time management because a lot of people get distracted here and there and they see instagram posts and they get distracted again and it's, it really seems to be a big problem for people at the moment with all the different technologies is there something that you want to share that helps you in person
1: yeah so it's actually how i use my energy
2: mm-hmm.
1: so time management yes is okay i have 10 minutes from this to that that's 10 minutes but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking around or I'm, sh- I'm, you know, when I'm with that person, they have all of my 10, they have all of my energy. Mm-hmm. And so what I say to people that are out on the floor or project managers or creatives or whatever is give yourself a milestone. Okay. I'm going to really, really work hard and I'm going to just crush the next hour. I'm going to crush it. Mm-hmm. No distractions. After that hour, I get 10 minutes of free time. I get to go walk around. I get to check Instagram. manage That's managing your time, but also managing your energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to give it my all right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I get free time for 10 minutes because I, I hit my milestone.
0: Great. Love it. Great, yeah. Great, yeah. Great, that's great,
1: what I suggest.
0: Great piece of advice. I mean, yeah. it's something that you can cover immediately. Um, is there something uh, like a book that you want to – want to recommend in regards to culture or is there a piece of, of knowledge that you want to share here?
1: You know, um, there's, there's a lot of books that I have that I think are really, really, they're very special. I think there's certain bits of books that are very, very special. Got it. Um, because, uh, uh, you know, culture is organic and everyone does it a little bit differently. So, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if it's uh, if it's a book I would recommend, other than um, this idea of of just getting in touch with yourself. If you're a, if you're a culture carrier mm-hmm. and you're a person that is going to be in charge of steering and cultivating the culture, then I think you really want to figure out like where are you coming from? Are you coming from a place of Emotional health? Are you coming from a place of joy? Are you coming from a place of empathy? Are you coming from a place of fear? Are you coming from a place of scarcity? Mm-hmm. You'll know, figure you out because people will emulate the energy that you put out there.
2: Right.
1: That's the truth. And so when Gary says make positivity louder,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he, he himself is making positivity louder. And there are hundreds of thousands of people that are into Gary and they're making positivity louder. So, but he had, he knows himself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I know myself. And so right there, I think that's, you know, it's, it's like just getting in touch with like who, like who you are. It's my heart, my head and, um, and following, you know, following your own bliss, making yourself happy, finding Mm -hmm. out what it is that makes you unhappy and dealing with it. You know, this is like a therapy session here, but
2: no, uh, I, love it. You know, I love it. It's
1: really true. So I like Brene Brown a lot mm-hmm. in terms of books. Okay. Um, I think Brene Brown is fantastic, and um her book, Daring Greatly, is uh is a really special book.
2: Mm-hmm. Daring Greatly
1: uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Daring Greatly.
0: Um, oh, I've never seen that before. Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's really, that's a good book to read. Yeah. So, um, but if any of your listeners, you know, want more, um, recommendations, they can just write me on, uh, on Instagram or, or, uh, Twitter or LinkedIn.
0: Great. I mean, uh, I think I'm voluntarily offer myself to write you or write together a book with you. I mean, uh, we got an interview, okay. I, I think with 60 minutes with this interview, you can write a whole book. Um, super interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, you should probably, you should probably have that in mind somehow.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. It's something people say a lot and I just need to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm probably a better, I'm better at conversation. Um, right. but uh, you know, I, like if I, if, if, if you give me the transcript of this, we'll write one, we'll <laughs> write a, we'll write a post together. How about that?
0: That's the deal. That's the deal. I, w- I will definitely uh, follow up
2: on that. <laughs>
1: okay. Amazing. Amazing. Facts. Um, great. well, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say hello to all of your listeners in Germany and mm-hmm. everywhere that it's been great to talk to you. And, and, uh, I really, really value the time that we spent together.
0: Likewise, really enjoyed it. Maybe you can, yeah. I will just post everything in the show notes that is interesting in regards to getting in touch with you. And uh, yeah, yeah, just loved it. Thanks a lot, Claude.
1: Yeah, thank you. We'll chat soon.
0: We will definitely.
1: Okay.